Let me ask you a question. How fruitful are you feeling at the moment? In your faith, just as you're walking with Jesus, how fruitful are you feeling? I've been asking myself this question and I've been talking to others about how this feels at, at this particular time, in these weird times that we're facing, to be fruitful. What does it mean to be fruitful when you are locked down, when you are isolated, when you are alone? And so we're going to give some thought to that because we, we are now in the third talk of a series called Faithful and Fruitful. Steve started us off a couple of weeks ago looking at those two particular words, faithful and fruitful, because faithful can be to be full of faith, as we are, you know, we're full of faith that we believe in God, we believe in what Jesus has done for us and our eternal life that's secured in him and we put our faith in that. But also there's a call to be faithful to God. You know, if you're faithful to somebody, as Steve said, you will show complete loyalty to them, that your affections will be for that person. And then there's fruitfulness. And Steve helpfully started us off talking about fruitfulness being in your character. So you see fruit in your character and a real maturity growing in your character. But also the fruit of your faith should be good deeds. It should be doing good towards others that God has given us good deeds to do. And so we should be fulfilling that. And then there's that just bringing salvation to others, sharing our faith with others, that there's fruit there as we see somebody else give their lives to Christ through us, that that is fruit in somebody else's life. Now, the danger is that sometimes during times like this that we can separate out faithfulness and fruitfulness, that we can just rely on faithfulness. We'll just go, well, I'm just going to hold out. I'm just going to be faithful to what I know to be true. And that will be enough until the end of this time. But this time will always be there. We can face these times in any situation, can't we, where we just feel like we have to get through a situation to the other side before we can become fruitful. But the challenge of Scripture, the challenge from God to each one of us as Christians, is will you be fruitful during difficult times? And so we're going to explore that a little bit, and we're going to later look at Paul and think about how he demonstrated fruitfulness and faithfulness at the same time, regardless of his circumstance. You know, James just reiterates that we can't separate out these two things. You know, James says that he says some people might argue that some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. And so that's the challenge for us as Christians. You know, when Jesus comes back, the Bible says that he wants to come back and find faith on the earth. But how does he find faith? Well, this is a by finding a people who are committed to him, but also committed to doing the things that he told us to do. This is what it means to be faithful and fruitful. Luke 18, 8 says, when the son of man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? But we show that we have faith by becoming obedient to him. We can't separate out these two things. You know, Jesus himself said in, in John 14, if you love me, which is faithfulness, Obey my commands. You know, for Jesus, very much so that there was a connection between those two things. And we, these commands, you know, the, the main command of Jesus is the great commandment. is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul and mind and to love others as ourselves. That this faithfulness, this love for God is shown in how we live out our lives, how we love God and how we love others. But we are in really strange times. I don't know how these these times through COVID have, have made you feel. I think people have felt different things at different times. I know I have, but these are strange times. And 
There's a real reminder that we need to hear from scripture, that these times of restriction, of lockdown, of isolation, of change, of uncertainty, shouldn't cause us as a church to retreat. That now, as much as any time, the vision that we have as a church should be to advance, should be to see God's kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. But it is so easy to lose heart. It's so easy to lose heart about what what we're meant to be as church and what church should look like and how we fulfill the vision moving forward when we're stuck in our homes, when we're restricted in the relationships that we can have with one another. But God is still working. Jesus is still moving in his church at the moment. And he requires that we might grow in our faith, that we might grow in our loyalty to him, to knowing him, to devoting our time to him that we might devote our time to one another. You know, as part of our vision, we're giving ourselves to community. We're giving ourselves to others that we might strengthen one another, which is what we're going to look at a bit later. But also, we want to be a people who can bring hope to the world, especially at this time when people are losing hope, that we are people who can deal hope to other people. We have been given hope to, to give to others. I heard this phrase recently that we are dealers in hope. And I just love that. I love that phrase because we're people who are taking hope from God in how we live out our lives. But then we are sharing that with others in the practical ways that we serve people, but also in the messages that we bring. Because the world is facing real uncertainty in their lives at the moment. We all are. There's a lot of uncertainty, isn't there? But we have a certainty that goes beyond our circumstance, which is Jesus himself. To know that we have put our life in him that we have a security that is going to last for an eternity and so how do we express that how do we express that hope that's something that's happening in us that's something that's happening amongst us as we share that with others and that's something that we can share with others as we think about how can this life be a life that blesses others even in time of restriction you know many of us are facing tough times you know whether that's loneliness whether that's separation, whether that's isolation, whether that's loss. And I really want to just hear the voice of God in the midst of that, that our circumstances might not define how fruitful we might become, even through hard times. And so we want to look at Paul for this. Yeah, Paul is a great example of what it means to be fruitful at a time of confinement, of restriction. We can learn so much from it. You know, Paul was imprisoned for two years. He was under house arrest for two years. And during that time, he wrote three letters to Ephesians, to the Ephesians, to the Colossians, and to those in Philippi. And so at this time, he is overwhelmed by a sense of, I must continue God's mission, even when I am in lockdown, even when I am restrained and confined, I must live for others. I must get this hope out to other people. You know, so he showed that he could be faithful and fruitful, even when he was imprisoned. You know, he was a man who was completely transformed by grace, just as much as we are. You, know, you sat at home, or wherever you are at the moment, are someone who is transformed by grace if you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Saviour. And Paul was just captured by this, and he wanted the whole world to know this. He wanted the church to know it. He wanted them to embrace it, to know who God was, to then really live that out in the way they were conducting their relationships with one another, but also to make that hope known to the world. He was transformed himself 
to transformed or transform others. You know, Paul was someone who was not going to be hemmed in by his circumstances. Yeah, have a little think about your life at the moment. Yeah, do you feel hemmed in? You know, has has your heart for others, has your willingness to serve others, whether that's in church or just in your life generally, changed? You know, I've really had to think about that. I've really had to think about in these changing times, how do I keep others in mind as I live my life, as I give myself to the purposes of God? It's really important that we understand that we have been given grace for a reason. We've been loved by God for a reason, want to know him, but also to make him known to the world. You know, there was no restrictions for Paul. He wasn't going to be limited by his circumstances, that he was going to give himself for the strengthening of the church, that they might become equipped to make Christ known to the earth. And so what we need to concentrate on for Paul is that all this was in the context of church. And our view of church may have changed over the last few weeks and months because church now suddenly isn't just about a Sunday morning, hour and a half, because for a period of time we lost that, didn't we? And for many of us, we're not attending on a Sunday morning. So what does it mean for you to be church at this time? There is a slight redefining, isn't there, of what it means to be the people of God, not just for people who attend a building. And Paul often wrote to the church, to express his gratitude for their support, whether that was mentally, spiritually, and physically. He was surrounded by people who were still connected with him. And he was intent on connecting with other believers. So during this time, you know, what does it mean for you to be church? You know, how are you giving yourself to the church? How are you playing your part in connecting with others and allowing people to connect with you? Because you are a gift. You know, each one of you sat at home today or wherever you are today listening to this message you are a gift to somebody else's life and we can forget that can't we in the busyness of life that actually when I meet with somebody else when I give somebody a call when I meet with people in my missional community my life is a gift to them a gift that God has given me to pass on to others but not only that that others have a gift to give to you in the very person that they are what they can bring into your life But we have to give ourselves to that process that God has given us this amazing thing called the church. This connectedness of believers that we might be encouraged and strengthened and encourage and strengthen others. That they might become equipped to fulfill the purposes of God. You know, how how is that going for you? You know, there's, there's a real sacrifice, isn't there, at the moment? You know, whether that's, you know, your preferences around connecting on Zoom. And so many of us just get Zoomed out. We just get frustrated that we have to be on a screen again. And I'm, I'm so appreciative of the people in my group that they are giving their time up to connect via this new technology of Zoom that we might still know each other and walk with each other and love each other and strengthen one another. You know, this time for us as a group especially has been a real strengthening time. We've been there for one another to hear heartache, to hear joys, to hear the challenges of life, but also to say, do you know what, I'm walking with you. I'm going to give my life that I might know you more, that I might share faith with you and strengthen you. Paul's focus for the whole of this time that we see that he had these two years in prison was all about focus. His focus was the kingdom of God, advancing the kingdom of God. That was his mandate. 
was to make Christ known to the world, to bring his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. But how do we do that? Well, the Bible is really clear. The Bible will say, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And again, a real challenge for us, isn't it, today, during these changing times of will we focus on the things of the kingdom, bringing about the rule and reign and the will of God here on earth as it is in heaven. Will I be part of that? Will you be part of that? Because God is wanting us to partner with him. That's the joy of the church, isn't it? That we get to partner with God to bring about his purposes here on earth. And this is really an exciting time where we can bring about the will of God here on earth. But one of the things I've heard from people as I've talked about this is, well, how do I do it? You know, when I'm stuck at home, how do I bless others? How do I make my life a blessing to others? And so I just wanted to give you some real practical examples of what I've seen in other people's lives as we've gone through these last few months. Jenny in my group, she's made face masks for people. She's made probably hundreds by now knowing Jenny. She's driven them round to people's houses and delivered them that they might be safe. Emily in our group has started working with the refugees, starting to connect with those who are marginalised, who are disenfranchised, who are the forgotten people. And she's connecting with them, bringing the love of God. We've seen others in our group who have brought food to other people's houses to make sure that they're not without during this time. People in our missional communities who are connecting with one another to give themselves to others that they might be safe and strengthened this time. Jean, I had a conversation with her, I think it was last Sunday on After Church Coffee, and she was saying that even within her limited knowledge of using Zoom, she's been able to connect with others and help them connect with Zoom too, that they might be part of social circles. You know, what a gift. What a, what a gift it is to receive some knowledge and to be able to pass that on to others. But you just need to think about what you've got. Paul just dealt with what he had there and then. And for him, it was pen and paper. Now, for him, it was his words that he could use to encourage others in the church. For him, it was conversations that he could have with other believers that were allowed to have contact with him at the time. Other people in, the, in the, that, that home, because he was actually chained to somebody, I think, during that time, sharing faith with them. There are lots of little ways that we can connect with others to bring hope, to bring life, to bring encouragement, to bring practical assistance. For some of you, it might just be that financially you're in a, a strong enough position to bless ministries in the town or in the country that are supporting those who are going without, whether that's the food bank, whether that's Christians Against Poverty. I really want to encourage you to think about how am I using my resources at this time that others might be blessed? Because for Paul, this is who we are. This is the church that we might be a people with everything that we are, our time, our money, and our resources, that we might bless other people. For some of you, it might be volunteering. It might be getting stuck into a ministry at church or across the town just to help others. There are always ways when we can make a difference to other people's lives. For some of you, it might just be about picking up the phone and making a phone call for someone to check that they're okay. Paul is a reminder that our lives are significant, that God wants to use our lives with purpose, that we might affect other people's lives too. So as we come to the end of this talk, I want to encourage you to think about this time being a time of growth. I know lots of us don't feel like that at the moment. 
lots of us feel like life is shrinking when actually the kingdom of God is always advancing. There's always stuff that we can be connecting with to make Christ known. This is not just a time for us to get through. It's not just a time for us to survive. Let's encourage ourselves. Let us be people who are focused on the needs of others. Let us give ourselves to others during this process. There is so much uncertainty, isn't there, at the moment. There's so much discouragement. And we get to be a voice to others. A voice that says that I will walk with you. I will be there for you. And so for each one of us, that's going to be very, very different. But during COVID-19, Jesus is still at work in his church. And I'm very grateful for that. Jesus is still wanting to grow a church that is mature, that would be faithful to him and be fruitful. So the question is, how is that going to shape your life today?